Hello, and welcome to Contracts Over Coffee, the podcast where we talk about all things contracting while enjoying a delicious coffee beverage. I'm your host, Ann Baker. I'm the Senior Director of Partner Marketing at Isertis. And with me today is our terrific guest, Eric Washer from Workday. Eric's the Vice President of Product Strategy at Workday. Eric focuses his efforts on the spend management portfolio, covering strategic sourcing, core procurement, inventory management, and overall supplier management process. Welcome to the program, Eric. Hi, Ann. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Now, we'd like to start out the podcast with the same question for all of our guests. Eric, what is your story? My story? Well, first and foremost, um, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a husband of 16 years and a father of three kids uh, under 12, twins that are nine. So my hands are filled on the on the personal front. Uh, who they just spoiled me this past weekend, but then told me Sunday night, that's over now, time to get back to work. <laughs> okay. but, but professionally, um, you know, as you stated, I, I've, uh, I've, I'm, I've been in the spend management arena. I work here at Workday focused on our, on our procurement inventory, supplier management uh, capabilities and processes targeting the office of procurement. But uh, ever since I got out of college uh, in the late 90s, I've been passionate about tech um, I got into the software world, uh, the business software world in particular, in the late 90s. And if if you all remember the late 90s, that was the the, the build up to the dot com bust in in early 2000. So there was a lot of hype, a lot of new internet software companies uh, using the internet to build new business software applications. And I got into a startup uh, focused on services procurement. So this was really my first area of focus in the broader source to pay arena. Uh, focused on services procurement and, of course, contract compliance around services contracts was a big focus. And we eventually kind of got gobbled up by Ariba, so I joined Ariba uh, in the early early 2000 timeframes when Ariba was restarting after the dot-com crash. And I was part of the team that helped uh, helped restart the company, move it to the cloud, focus on the core procurement, core sourcing uh, built out some contracts capabilities uh, up to the acquisition by SAP uh, and joined, um, joined Workday leaving from SAP just about a year ago to uh, focus on my new challenge here, here at Workday. So it's an exciting ride and looking forward to what's ahead here at Workday. Great. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a long background then in procurement and spend management and, and sourcing um, and all of that obviously clearly involves contracts. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what you think is the biggest challenge with contracting today. Yeah, great question. Um, you know, and I've always I've always struggled with contracts uh, on its own because uh, it, it is very fragmented within large and medium-sized enterprises, ma mainly large enterprises, where the complexity associated with all the different types of contracts uh, pull contracts into a decentralized environment. You think of the, the the contracts with customers that are very tightly intertwined with how salespeople build proposals and do quotes and move into landing a new client and establishing the contract terms for that client uh, is a drastically different, I, I call it a mega process from the area that I'm more accustomed to on the supplier side where you're you're a professional buyer, you go out to market, you're asking all these questions of suppliers, you're negotiating with them, you're, you're making sure they meet your performance and, and risk standards and you establish a contract with them to service your company. And then you have um, corporate contracts, you have partnership contracts, you have employee contracts, 
you know, you have joint venture contracts. There's a whole slew of different types of contracts with their different mega processes that surround them. And this has created a lot of silos of contracts within organizations. So I think that that has been and continues to be the, the biggest challenge uh, for organizations trying to get a hold of their contracts and manage them strategically across all those types. Yeah, yeah, the, and all the disparate systems that are out there, you know, for finance and procurement and and sourcing and uh, and so trying to do contracts across all of them really requires kind of that centralized enterprise-wide look across across the business as a whole. So, you know, with that challenge of all these silos and so many different types of contracts going across each division of organizations, where do you think contracting is going? Well, I think, you know, I, I like to say, you know, where, where contracts were in the past, and I think in a lot of large enterprises, it's still still there for sure, is, is you know, the, the paper-based filing cabinets turned into a digital filing cabinet, but largely not that much more valuable than a paper-based contract because they're not tied into the mega processes that, that derive value from the contracts. You know, in the in a customer contract, having it tightly intertwined with the proposal and the customer management side of things on a supplier contract and the entire process associated with how you manage the supplier relationship post-contract and, and do business with them continuously. In partnership contracts, or you know, how the partner you know matures and the tracking and and you know, either penalties or bonuses associated with that 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 follow along or obligations. Um, intellectual property contracts associated with you know managing who owns what associated with how the relationships maturing so these mega processes are where um, when you have those tightly intertwined with the contracts that's where big value proposition associated with that relationship and contracts comes into play and I and I think balancing that with a centralized contracting strategy where you do have centralized control over legal language uh, you do have centralized visibility and searching uh, across all those types of contracts so you can really understand and quickly get access to terms and risk and su suppliers or customers or partners that that fall into different scenarios and that balance between centralization and decentralization i think is what has been the biggest challenge with contracts in the past but i think with with the current technology environment that we're in you know kind of going back to mm -hmm. um you know where where technology is really gonna really gonna address those challenges is, you know, in the in the new technology that we have now with with advanced federated searching capabilities, um, more mature APIs, REST based APIs that systems can leverage so that uh, systems can act as one even though they're not one. Um, uh, you know the ability to use those to interchange with those mega process demand systems. I think is the the balance that we're now moving into where contracts can be centralized but at the same time be decentralized and with with these new technologies you know Isertis and Workday have worked together recently we have a, a great uh, certified um, connection between our systems and a great example of using these new modern APIs to interconnect mega processes uh, between contracts with Isertis and transaction activities and maybe eventually, not yet, but eventually revenue activities within the Workday platform. And that that becomes where I think contracts can deliver on the promise that 
has always been the case, but but technology has prevented it from being able to achieve that. And I think we're now coming into that that era where where we can achieve that with a new technology in the market, machine learning, advanced searching, um, you know, those types of things will be able to bring contracts uh, more to life. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean. When we look at that recent announcement between our two companies, it's it's a perfect example of how you can see where contracting is really becoming the system of record across the organization where it can pull information from Workday financial management and it can pull information from Workday procurement and different different you know systems that companies are using to really manage their day-to-day business. And then you can have that standardization across across all lines of the company. Um, so really making it an enterprise-wide contracting you know, process, uh, whether you're in procurement or HR or financials, uh, that you can all be leveraging the same templates, leveraging the same clauses, the same clause library to create contracts and then manage them down to the point of approvals. So you know, that is certainly what we've hoped as a vision for, for contracting for our company and working with you know, great companies like Workday that are so embedded in in so many of the enterprises and businesses that are our customers makes it really easy for users to, you know, be able to keep using the same systems they're familiar with every day and, and to just have it tie in very seamlessly to their, their contracting process. So there's a lot of interesting things, you know, contracting doesn't sound always the most exciting topic to talk about, but when you start getting into it, You'll find a lot of surprises, and you'll you'll see how much it just impacts all the different areas of a business. So, you know, to that end, what do you think people would be kind of surprised to know about contracting today? Well, I don't know. People, what, what I'm most surprised, and, and maybe I'll, I'll speak, I'll answer it that way. Like, what what I'm most surprised about in you know my experience with contracts up up until this point is that. Uh, you know, it, it is it is such an important, critical um, record of truth, right? It's a system of it is a core system of record between relationships with parties, whether or not it's a buyer and a supplier, uh, supplier to buyer, um, employee to to employer, partnerships, and and how that system of record is hasn't been historically a system of record like the employee record or the financial record uh, or the supplier record or the customer record. And, and I think that, 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 that will change because uh, when with these new technologies and how organizations can, can uh, turn, make contracts alive, right. Rather than a kind of a quiet document that's stored away and people only reference it, when there's a problem or when they need to versus having it be something that is actively engaged with throughout the relationship that is being dictated by those two parties. Uh, and, and I think what what's has always surprised me is that the market hasn't like seen the contract document as that critical to build the intelligence and the software and the practices around it. And I, I think that's changing, uh, because a lot of things we've just been talking about, but I think a, a good a good industry stamp of, of why that's changing is Gartner um, having their first MQ series strictly focused on CLM. In the past years, analysts like Gartner, Forrester, IDC, et cetera, uh, have contracts kind of embedded in broader mega processes, right? They'll, they'll profile and rank 
contract solutions as a part of the CPQ, you know, analysis or part of a sourcing, strategic sourcing analysis, um, but not stand alone on its own as an enterprise CLM solution for everything that goes on around all types of contracts. And Gartner has always been a, a leading voice, and, and I think they are speaking to where the future is going and, and rightly made the decision this past year to look at contracts as its own space uh, and evaluate providers like Isertis, who congratulations up in the top right quadrant for that, mm -hmm. um, across, across, uh, across all types of contracts. And, and that's why I think it's a good, good example of where the market's going and, and where it's going. I'm just surprised that it's taken this long to get to that point. Um, but, uh, but it, it, you know, all signs show that it's, it's moving in that direction now, which is, which will be a testament to, you know, what I has been pioneering and others to have organizations, you know, prioritize all the activities around the contract as a source of truth versus, um, you know, being in silos embedded in all these other processes. Yeah. I know with, um, with that Gartner report, uh, one of the interesting things they've been saying recently is how contract management is really moving from kind of what used to be considered a nice to have to a must have. And IACCM, which is the kind of main industry body that covers contracting, recently did a survey of their user base. And I think it was something like 80% of you know, these major enterprises were saying that within the next year, they were either already had a contract management system in place or were looking to, you know, implement one. And and so it's it's definitely moving to the forefront. It is, I would say, I share your surprise that it, with contracting be, being so embedded in day-to-day -day processes that it hasn't happened sooner, but we're definitely seeing it's kind of having its moments uh, right now, especially with everyone you know, moving to remote work and having to to work remotely and collaborate on contracts remotely, digitizing of contracts has become really, really important. So um, the next question I had was, you know, what is one contracting tip you wish every person knew? Well, every person, I'd say, maybe re-ask the question a little bit on, on like large enterprises that are looking to transform and get the next level of value out of their contracting solutions. I'd say, you know, as a tip to them, you know, the individuals that are looking at how to how to get started on, on this is to, you know, really determine within your organization, can you be aligned to achieve a centralized CLM strategy? Uh, you know, as we've talked about earlier in, you know, you've got a lot of different parties between sales, legal, sourcing, procurement, even accounts payable, um, business units that that um, that maybe get into partnerships, corporate entities uh, that that derive contracts. Who who can truly be aligned uh, in a centralized contract strategy? Some organizations admittedly can't do it, and that's okay. So it just means you have to determine. Okay, we're only going to have a centralized contracting strategy for supplier contracts. We're only going to have it, you know, we'll have a different one for supplier or for, for, for customers, a uh, different one for partners. But, but you know, obviously you'd want to be challenging your organization to see with leadership from legal usually as a central, central body to see if you could stitch them all together to have one holistic enterprise contract strategy. And I think, I think if you, if you can do that, um, you know, just be careful to, prioritize the right features that you need for different ones. There's there's a lot of innovative, um, really sophisticated capabilities out there to support contracting. Just really, you know, 
nail down what's what's important for you as an enterprise and and prioritize that. There's a I know in my history, uh, some of the software vendors have probably gotten way too far out in front of their skis with advanced capabilities that customers just weren't ready to use. Um, so just make sure you you understand what you're ready to use and and prioritize that uh, as as your as your first steps in in maturing your contracting process. Yeah, that's a great point. There's a, a document on our website. It's a contract management maturity assessment. And it looks at, I think it was, we did it a little bit with Gartner. There were certain levels, like five different levels of contract management maturity. You could kind of assess, use that uh, tool to assess where you are in the process and then determine, you know, where do I want to be next? Do I want to get up to this, you know, super high level or is this level good enough, you know? And so I think um, that's a great resource too that people can kind of reference and, and we'll, um, tie it to this podcast, just to, you know, evaluate where you, where your company stands and, and think about what level and what features you want to get to. I, I, that's a great point. So um, now I want to switch gears a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about contracting, but now I'd like to spend a little time talking about you, Eric. Uh, we no. said what people might be surprised about with contracting, but what would people be surprised to learn about you, Eric? Well, that's a good question. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, I've, I've used this uh, a bit, and it's, it always gets a laugh out of people, so I'll use it here. Uh, is uh, you know, it's how, as I commented before, I've got a big family, um, very active family, constantly um, trying to keep up with them, and then of course a, a demanding professional life. Uh, and when we when we moved into the area, we live in the San Francisco Bay Area, bought a house uh, that had an old chicken coop up on the top top like hillside of the. Of the left part of the property and it was all beat up and I had two choices either tear it down and you know have have extra space or spend some time to fix it up and get some chickens maybe the kids will like like having chickens so I am uh, now five years into having chickens and we've gone you know learned by doing um, and I'll say this if I calculate up I did this recently just as a joke for my wife if I calculate up if I say okay maybe a seven dollars an hour and all the supplies and work I've put into it, uh, we are paying probably 7x more than we would in store. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> how many How many chickens do you have? Is it quite I a few? Have, or? I have now 12 chickens. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of chickens. Wow, you're a full-on chicken farmer, aren't you? That's yeah, more eggs <laughs> than we can handle this time of year. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, my neighbors just put one in here recently and I'm waiting to see how that goes with them. It does seem like a lot of work, more work than I uh, realized to keep all those chickens healthy and happy. So, well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you have some outside things going on there, Eric. You wouldn't want you to get bored with uh, just focusing on spend management. So, um, so, you know, to that end, you know, when you just look at kind of what gets you up out of bed in the morning, what, what inspires you? Yeah, well, I mean, I think of course, Innovation. I'm a technologist uh, by background and at heart, um, but you know, I, I think more so than than innovation and all the new technology that's coming into the market now that can actually be used for real high value transformational use cases, like some of the things we've talked about with with contracts. Um, I think what really inspires me is how people use that technology, use that innovative technology for for just humanity, right? For the basic humanity. I think, I think there's so many examples of that now in this, in this, uh, this, these times, these challenging times, but also transformational times. We're seeing 
you know, really uh, fantastic things that technology leaders, uh, organizations that are leveraging technology to uh, do really wonderful things for humanity. Uh, and I think we could talk about a lot of different examples. A lot of them are in the in the press around around different you know technology companies doing things uh, in a pro bono way to uh, help help move the needle on really really troubling things in our society. And I think that that's just wonderful thing to see and great to be a part of the technology world to to help help foster some of that. Yeah, this is you know I mean it's nice that you're kind of focusing on that hopefulness because. During these times, it can be, you know, easy to get depressed. But when you actually look at how technology is making an impact and a difference right now and just helping companies keep moving business forward, uh, it's nice to be a part of that for sure. So thanks for thanks for sharing that with our audience. And I think that wraps up all of our uh, questions in the episode for today. It was a pleasure to talk with you, Eric. Same, same. Thank you for having me. And uh, for our listeners, uh, we encourage you to go to Workday.com and learn more about Workday's uh, products and features. And you can also visit the Workday experience page on the iCertis website to learn more about our integration and download a data sheet there to find out how our two companies and products uh, work together to bring more value to enterprise customers worldwide. So thanks again, Eric. Thank you.